everyone should be treated exactly the same. A disability does not limit someone. It might change certain things, but it doesn't matter. They still deserve the same amount of love and care. They're still a human being. You're listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast that supports parents of children with disabilities by sharing the stories of individuals who have grown up with disabilities and the organizations available to help parents along the way. Stay connected with us by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment if you want to join in on the conversation. Welcome back to the Water Prairie Chronicles. We appreciate you checking in today. And I wanted to introduce you to someone that I came across actually on a Reddit Um, on a subreddit and I saw a posting that she had made about a book that she had just written for children just came out in August and it's called Mrs. Jones's Wonderful Class and I'd like to introduce you to Gabriella Tiberio today. Thank you so much. Hi everyone. I'm Gabriella Tiberio. Um, I'm a 17 year old. I'm a senior in my high school. I'm the oldest of three children and I aspire to be an elementary teacher as I'm president of my club's future Florida educators. I'm also the author of Miss Jones's Wonderful Class that just came out around a week ago that I've been working on for a while. Gabriella, you and I were talking a little bit and um, your personal story has a little bit of connection to your book as well. And we were talking about some learning challenges. And so would you mind sharing with us what, what your learning challenges are? Yeah, so I've had a learning disability since the time I was young in elementary school. So I've always had an IEP, which is an individualized education plan. And I was when I was younger, especially in elementary school, I had a very hard time with reading and it would really stress me out to the point of like sobbing tears. Um, I got help by this teacher who specialized in helping students with an IEP. Around twice a week, I would get called out of class to go practice reading, my reading skills with that teacher along with other kids who had IEPs and a lot of them had disabilities such as autism or Down syndrome. Um, I also got extra time to take tests and complete assignments when needed, and I still use this to to this day. I even use it on my ACT and SAT, um, the IEP accommodations, and it'll follow me throughout college, which is super helpful. Uh, I used to never mention it because I, I don't know, I just never really talked about it. I think I was kind of nervous because a lot of my friends didn't have it. But now when I started writing and started being around more children who have an IEP, I felt comfortable enough and still feel comfortable enough to open up about it and even write a book that kind of has to do with it. So yeah. You were saying you were in elementary school. What were some of the things that were you, were you just behind your peers and in, in the level of reading that you were reading in? Yeah, so when we would do our spelling tests and everything, I really had a hard time grasping the words or grasping the meaning or how they sound. It really, a lot um, a lot harder for me compared to the other kids, including my brother, who's a year younger than me. He also has an IEP, but mine was a lot more extreme. Um, so my mom, you know, took a notice to this and we contacted the school and she talked to them and they also agreed. So I met this specialist teacher and she had me do a few tests to see where I stood and she thought it would be best for me to get an IEP and start helping me with my reading and it's really helped me a lot and now I love reading. (laughs) So it sounds like um, like you had a pretty easy path there. I know some parents that I've spoken with it takes years sometimes to get their child onto an IEP so um, so you you had the 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 right people around you at the time when you needed it that's that that's always nice to hear. Yeah, definitely. It was really nice, Um, especially since my family, we have a history. We have a few cousins who have autism. We have a few cousins who have IEPs. So it was something my mom was pretty familiar with. 
parents that have a child that may be showing some struggles with reading, would you give them any advice? Yeah, I would definitely try to contact their teacher or if you know someone at their school, I would definitely try to contact them and maybe just at night um, read to your child and try to read with your child, even, you know, the smallest words or even sentences every night for maybe five, ten minutes, you know, when they're when they feel like it, you know, don't force them into it, just kind of engage them into it. And even on the TV, I definitely recommend this, I know I love this, is when I would watch movies, I would put the subtitles on and kind of follow along with my favorite movies or shows. That definitely helped me. So I definitely think doing that as a parent definitely helps. Or even having them read road signs or the back of cereal boxes, anything like that. And contacting the teacher so they can support them at school and give them the stuff they need is perfect too. Parents and teachers will a lot of times identify a child, they'll get them on an IEP. But like you were saying, you didn't mention it for a long time um, with your peers and all, but then, then you came to the point where you realized it was okay. For young children that are, they're being pulled out maybe for special classes or they're having a teacher come in and work with them in the class, do you have any advice for them with how to handle being a little bit different and isolated at times from, from the rest of the class? Yeah, definitely. So I remember in elementary school, there were definitely some questions some kids have like, oh, why, why does she get to leave? Where is she going? You know, kids are curious. All kids are. Yeah. And I think as a response, I usually just said, oh, I'm just going to go do some reading with a teacher. And they, you know, young elementary students, they kind of just take that answer like, oh, OK, you know. Uh, definitely as you get older, though, I think middle school or maybe later years of elementary school, people have more questions or a bit more like, why, you know? And I definitely think that as a student, you should just maybe briefly, as much as you want to, or as little as you want to, explain to them, like, look, I have an IEP, I have this, I have that, this is what I struggle with, and this is just helping me. And a lot of my friends have been super supportive about it since I've told them about it. And I know other kids have had issues, maybe some friends are, you know, a bit more judgmental, but then you have to really reflect and be like, are these really friends? Tell me a little bit about um, the Florida Future Educators of America. Yeah, so basically it's a chapter that one of my friends last year founded at our school. It runs all throughout Florida, a lot of high schools, a lot of colleges have it too, especially the colleges that I'm looking at. And basically it's to help give students teaching opportunities. And even if you don't want to be a teacher, I mean, I want to be an elementary teacher, but we have students in our club who want to be pediatric nurses or SLPs, speech language pathologists. And it's just anyone who wants to work with little children. Like we do tutoring at the local elementary school. And even with that, I've seen some students who have had IEPs and I can, you know, relate to them and kind of be like, oh, this is great. You know, I can help you based off of what I remember being uh, helped on. And it's just a really good club and experience. So last year I was a member and this year I am president of the club and we have a lot of events where we help little kids. We do take your child to work day where our teachers at our high school bring their little kids to the school for the day. And it's just pre-college experience. Um, even if you're not sure if you want to work with kids, this gives you a safe environment to try it out and be like, mm, do I like this? Do I love this? So yeah. Nice. I, I, I like that. I, um, so my background, I have an education degree and, um, and I, I think in high school, I would have loved to have had an experience like that. We're going to transition now and talk about your book a little bit, but before we do that, I'd like to read a couple of reviews that I saw on Amazon when I looked just earlier today. So you've, you've gotten quite a few reviews 
on Amazon so far, and I think if I remember correctly, all of them are five star reviews. Yeah. So, um, so for our listeners, I want them just to hear a couple of them. So the first one that I that I pulled up was a beautiful and well written book. So perfect for these times to understand each other. Great for all young people as they understand this world. In fact, not only children everywhere. We are all different and wonderful, amazing. Then the next one was, um, this book is so perfect for all children. It helps explain disabilities in a way that kids understand. I love that it even discusses some disabilities that aren't as talked about, such as Sam Filipino disease. Definitely recommend. And then the third one I wanted to read was, I got this book for my grandchildren and it is now one of the best kids books that we own. It teaches children about disabilities and helps them have a grasp at any age. I definitely recommend this to anyone who's considering buying it. So um, well done with getting those reviews in there so, 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 so quickly because it's only been out for a short time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next door and read it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, true, true. <laughs> do you know many, do you men, know many of the people who have purchased it so far? Um, I know a lot of family who have, um, you know, like my mom, my grandmother, aunts, uncles, and what's really helpful right. is they've reached out to teachers that they know and people in the school board and they've bought some and they're going to be in a lot of classrooms this year. There was one woman or man in particular nice. that reached out to me who said that their daughter started school uh, this upcoming Monday and that their daughter has a cerebral palsy and she wanted to read a book to the class for students to understand and that this was going to be the book and that was so that was so amazing to hear oh, because nice. you know i want the book to be that nice. i want them to be able to explain it to their friends let's talk a little bit about this um let's go back first when did you start getting interested in writing um i got interested in writing probably in sixth grade the first year of middle school we had an assignment from my language arts teacher where we had to like you know write a little book, little story to present it. Now, this wasn't the book that I wrote about. I wrote about some baseball. <laughs> I don't remember the whole thing, but it was something about that. But just that experience okay. <laughs> in general, it just, it excited me, you know, writing something and be like, oh, I can show you guys this. I can educate you on something. It really was so much fun. So after that, I, um, I was in debate and in debate, you know, writing speeches, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And then even after school, I would stay behind and I would write like with my friends and everything. It was just a fun experience. And then I, I just enjoyed writing since then. For this particular story, how did you get the idea? Um, so I've kind of had this idea for quite a bit. So in elementary school, I had a friend who I met and he had autism and I was you know, familiar with it because I had the IEP and a lot of the kids that were pulled out with me had autism, but I saw that a lot of my peers did not know what autism was and some of this boy's mannerisms they were a bit confused about. So I befriended him and we talked a lot and it just got me thinking like, oh, like it's interesting, like a lot of people don't really know what autism is along with other disabilities. And then, so that experience, you know, for a while, I've, I've thought back on that. And then in my high school years, I'm in a study hall where there are other kids with IEPs uh, this year. So I'm in a study hall with kids who have autism, Down syndrome, etc. And uh, being in this classroom, it's all students who have IEPs. Most, 99, honestly, except me, have autism or Down syndrome or cerebral palsy or something of that sorts. So I was like, you know what, like, it would be so cool to educate kids on these disabilities because I'm sure a lot of young kids don't really know what some of these are. Now, some of the disabilities in my book, for example, uh, San Filipino disease, 
I don't know anyone who has that, but I follow a lot of moms on TikTok and Instagram that have kids who have it, and I thought it was so interesting. It's basically childhood dementia, as the child is uh, physically progressing, they're mentally declining, and I thought that was so interesting to me because I've never heard something like that. So I wanted to make sure I educate kids on that too, because it's so rare and it's not really talked about. I wanted to mention it. So I started writing a little bit, just, you know, just some ideas. I didn't really have a plan for it, really. I was just doing it because um, I was taking English on FLVS, uh, online school, and there was an assignment where I had to write like a rhyming story about educating someone on something. So I picked disabilities and I picked, you know, a children's book and I wrote like one or two pages and I was like, you know what, I want to keep going with this. So I kept writing <laughs> and it turned into this. <laughs> Who is the book designed to be read read by? What age, or is it more for parents or teachers to read to children? Um, first, my intent was really for it to be for children. You know, I wanted children to read the book, whether they were the children with the disabilities or not. It's good to be all around educated. I mean, I know kids who have autism who maybe not know what San Filipino disease is, so it's good for anyone to be educated on their disability as long as uh, as well as other disabilities. But then, as I started getting certain reviews from a lot of adults saying that they had autism and ADHD and all these other things, and they didn't have children, and they bought the book for themselves because they felt misunderstood as a child, and it made them feel nice. I was like, wow, that's so interesting to me because, you know, this book was designed for children, but it a lot of adults were buying it too. So it's a children's book, but now it's kind of a book designed for anyone because it's healing these adults' inner child that felt misunderstood for once. What types of disabilities are represented in the book? Um, there are a lot of disabilities. Uh, first off, a lot of them, I think two or three to be exact, I didn't really put a name to the disability. For example, there's this boy in the book who has metal braces on his legs and special crutches. That was kind of inspired from my aunt who has MS, but it could also be for a bunch of different things because, you know, a lot of kids have metal braces on their legs and crutches and they have a bunch of different disabilities. So I didn't want to just put one in there. I wanted to just make it so, right. you know, you can you can interpret it in your own way. Be like, oh, I have crutches. I relate. You know, I also have a girl being immobile, so she's in a wheelchair. I have a girl with autism. I have a girl with Down syndrome. I have someone with ADHD. I have hearing impairments and vision impairments. I have cerebral palsy, San Filipino disease, and Tourette's. So we have the disabilities that are represented. But what's the main message that's in the book? The main message in the book is that everyone, no matter whether you have a disability or not, or what type of disability you have, how old you are, how young you are, whatever it may be, they all deserve the same love and care. Everyone should be treated exactly the same. A disability does not limit someone. It might change certain things, but it doesn't matter. They still deserve the same amount of love and care. They're still a human being in the end. What is the goal for you, for the people that read the book? What do you want them to take away from this? I want them overall to be a bit more educated on the book. Um, I want them to know at the end of the day, when they go to school every morning, if they see someone who's a little bit different, that's okay. Still treat them with the same amount of respect, love, and care that you would treat anyone else, and maybe befriend them, and you can become super close friends like I was with that little boy in elementary school. I don't want anyone to not be educated on these and then grow up and, you know, be in high school and maybe make some mean comments. I want it to be 
educated I want them to be educated on that while they're still young so they know forever to have the respect for these people and if they if the one reading it has a disability I want them to be educated on other disabilities and know that they're not alone and that they are respected and loved you reminded me now when I interviewed my daughter in one of our early episodes um, she's visually impaired and we talked about when um, like parents are sometimes embarrassed to have their child look or stare at someone that seems different and um, so she said if she's out with her cane and a child's staring at it trying to figure out what it is a lot of times the parents will like pull, pull the child away and tell them that they aren't they aren't supposed to stare and she said for her she'd rather them come over and ask about it because the child's curious they want to know what it is and it's a chance for her to educate them about why she uses a cane so um, so it's so so your book is doing that as well without it being someone that they're staring at it's given them that opportunity to be educated to know that that you know the, the this child may have braces on their legs and use crutches but there's still another kid and we can still go play together you know they yeah, they, they may modify how they play a little bit but that's pretty much it yeah definitely yeah that's exactly what i want send across for the children that will be reading the book what age level is it geared toward as far as reading ability um, if the child is reading it on their own, I think anyone above eight or nine or nine and, uh, yeah, eight or nine or anything older, anyone older will be able to read it on their own, uh, give or take a few words, especially with the pronunciation of certain disabilities. Um, and anyone seven sure. and eight and younger will probably have to be read to. They can read a lot of it, you know, like words like they, the, all of that, there's sight words they'll be able to read, but certain parts of it they may need to be read to, but I've read it to kids as young as kindergarten. They, they grasp the idea, so that's that's really what matters to me. Who did you have illustrate the book? Uh, this woman, I found her on Instagram. Her name is Tasha Nabila. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correct. Um, she actually, I, I was looking on Instagram and I just searched up children's illustrator and I was scrolling through and I clicked on her profile and, you know, I saw she didn't have over k followers where she probably wouldn't respond to me i saw that you know she was kind of in the same beginner position as me and i saw some of her work and she did an amazing job and she had a great variety of her portfolio so i texted her and i told her what i wanted the message to come across from my book and she was all in it and honestly she was a great illustrator she did it in a you know the time that we agreed on and she even laid out the book for me, like the text-wise. I, I thought it was great. Um, she actually doesn't even live here. She lives in Indonesia. So I thought that was really interesting that, you know, wow. I'm working with someone who's <laughs> not even in this country. It was great. It was a great experience with right. her. <laughs> Do you have a copy of the book near you where you could show us what it looks like? Yeah, so this is the front cover of Mrs. Jones's Wonderful Class. Um, it has the teacher, Mrs. Jones, and this is the little boy who I talked about before who has the metal braces and the crutches. And on the back I have, you know, the book description, and this is Marley. She's immobile and she has a wheelchair. And it's a paperback book and it has a glossy finish, which I love. And it's a perfect size because it, it's big and it has good size illustrations and text for a kid to be able to read or a teacher to be able to read to a classroom. Um, I think definitely for kids who might, you know, if they have glasses or maybe something where they can't see smaller text or smaller pictures, this has bigger pictures and bigger text for them to be able to read it. 
I do I do like the the illustrations that are even on the cover in the back there to get an idea of it. It has almost like a watercolor type look to it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I wanted and that was uh Tasha's specialty. So I was like, this is perfect. Nice. <laughs> nice. So this is your first book. Um do you have plans to write any more? Yeah, um I do have plans. Not, you know, right now because I'm focusing on my college applications currently. Um, but it, definitely more books will be coming. A lot of only children's books, that's what I enjoy. So children's books, a lot more of them will be coming in the months and year to come. How can parents get a copy of the book? Yeah, so if you just look up um, Mrs. Jones's Wonderful Class on Amazon, you'll see it on um, the first result and you'll see a, a photo of the, uh, the front cover and my name and it's right there. <laughs> And we'll also, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And if you're watching it on YouTube, we'll put a link in the description. And we'll also have it on the shopping page of the website. We have a list of books there of different authors that have been featured on the podcast. So it'll be in all three of those places. You can find her one way or the other to get there. <laughs> Speaking of links, what's the best way, if a parent has a question for you directly, or if they wanted to send you a note about the show, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, they can definitely contact me through my Instagram. I always reply to my Instagram. So parents that are listening, if you have a question about, about her experience as a young child with some reading challenges, you can send her a note on that. If you want to ask her about the book, you can send her a note on that. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the interview, the speed round. Listening <laughs> and are not familiar with the speed round, it's a series of 10 questions. The first three questions are open-ended questions and the last seven are either or questions. And every guest that has come on the podcast has answered these same questions for us so far. And um, there's not a right or wrong. This has absolutely nothing to do with the interview of what, what we've just talked about. It's just a way for you to get to know our guests a little bit better and for us to see how we're all a lot alike in a lot of ways, um, even though we may be talking about different types of disabilities and differences. So Gabriella, are you ready? Yes. First questions are the open-ended questions. So what is your favorite color? Uh, definitely yellow. And what is the last book that you read? And it can't be the book that you just wrote. <laughs> um, probably 1984 for English assignment that I'm doing currently. Um, it's a great book. I definitely recommend it. Okay, it's very so futuristic. I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you, if, you, if you liked it. Oh, I love it. I mean, I've read it before, we, but a very long time ago. So I'm rereading it. And I really love it. And what is your favorite holiday? Definitely Thanksgiving, because I just I mean, I love the time together with my family and my friends. And it's a good it's a good time because it's like before Christmas, which I really love Christmas. So, you know, it's not Christmas yet, but we're getting ready for Christmas. And it's right after Halloween and it's a nice fall time. All right, so the next questions are all either or. I'll give you either two words or two phrases and you'll choose one or the other. So you ready? Okay, yep. All right, cake or ice cream? Ooh. Uh, definitely ice cream. Batman or Superman? Superman. <laughs> Ocean or mountains? Uh, probably mountains. Winter or summer? winter watch a movie or read a book Ooh, probably watch a movie because it can be done with multiple people 
Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and Twitter or Instagram? I don't have a Twitter, so Instagram. <laughs> um, so G Gabriella, thank, thank you for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciated getting to know you a little bit and hearing about your story. And I'm hoping that a lot of parents will go out and check out your story on Amazon now. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening. It was a great pleasure. I think what you're doing here is great. I love your podcast and I think it's a great message for everyone. Thank you. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. We want to give a shout out to our super fan, Ravine S. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. Leave a review about the podcast to make it easier for others to find it. And thanks for your support. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.